The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You want to weigh in 312-332-3776. And just to tell you, um, overall, I thought it was a great day as a Bears fan, even though these wins are coming way too far apart. It's the first home win in 13 months. But it is a Bears victory Monday. They're 2-5. and five. They should be, at the very least, 3-4. and four. But the way this was a good day, the Bears won, the Packers lost. Oh, wow. So that was good. It was fun to watch that. And as we were talking about in the text chain, as we watched the Carolina Panthers pick for the number one overall pick, all the teams that had one win won except for Arizona. So they're going to win a few more games, too. I think Arizona. Arizona? When are they getting Kyler Murray back? Is that coming up soon? Is practiced this week, I think. So hopefully he'll come back and maybe they will. So the the Giants won, the New England Patriots won, and Denver won. All teams that had one win that were just one game ahead of uh, the Carolina Panthers, they boosted their win total up to two. So now the Panthers have a little more buffer room if they should win a game. So right now, it's really good where the Panthers are. So it was all in all around the NFL. I thought it was a good day it's for good the day. Bears. Plus, yes. if you are a uh, you, you like to kick the Packers in the Nuggets. Yeah, oh yeah. Their quarterback They're, is a mess right now. Yes, he is. He is a flat mess. But but my Packer fan friend told me that it's looking like he's such a mess that it's becoming obvious that they're going to go out and they're not going to be good where they should have the ammo to go up and dr- and draft a quarterback. Yeah. Did they like there were some Packer fans always making fun of them saying, "Hey, join us in quarterback hell. We know what it's like." And he was saying that they're going to go and then some Packer fans were saying, "Well, why don't you 30 games like you've given Justin?" And my Packer fan friend said, we don't. We we shouldn't want thirty games. We know it. Oh yeah. Go out and, and and draft the next guy now. Well, think about it. They're two and whatever at this point. Two two and four is it? I mean, they've had a buy. Yeah, there'll be a couple of guys available for them if they continue to struggle. They're the youngest team in the NFL. The offensive line has had issues. He's got a bunch of rookies playing wide receiver for him. Christian Watson went out yesterday with an injury. His tight end's a rookie. Like it's, I don't see it getting a whole lot better for him this year. So you may find Goody with a pretty high draft pick that, yeah. to use on a quarterback. But the last quarterback he drafted was this guy. Yeah, I know. So He doesn't have a good uh, draft record as far as offensive guys. That's for sure. Uh, Chris in uh, Jefferson Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Oh, Waddle, yeah. thank you for the update on McMichael. Uh, yes. If anybody in this town doesn't know the name Mongo McMichael, please teach your kids who that is. Yes, amen to uh, that. You, yep, because that is one of the greatest bears that will ever go down in history, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, real quick point, guys. I want to follow up on what James had said earlier. There's a lot of fanboys out there for Justin Fields. And, and serviceably right, he is the face of the Bears. But I will tell you this, Bajan looked very good yesterday. He threw the ball all over the field, and he threw it into tight windows. And the other thing I noticed about him was he processed, took his time, and he was looking for the, the receiver. Now, Justin has a different skill set, and he can take off at any time and run and get a touchdown, I think, I, I, I think they actually hold him back a little bit more. But I will say James was 100% right. That offensive line was playing really well for the Bears yesterday, and credit to the Bears. Credit to the Bears. I couldn't care what the Raiders did in the second half. If they didn't adjust, that's on them. The Bears played outstanding. That offensive line deserves credit. And most of all, Beja didn't turn over the ball. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. you know, look, as, as well, uh, I thought the offensive line was just tremendous in, in creating space in the running game. Um, look, their pass protection wasn't 100% there. First of all, they didn't throw it. I think they ran it more than they threw it, didn't they? And secondly, I would tell you that there were a lot of moments where the, the Raiders were frustrated they couldn't get to the quarterback because the ball was out quick. So, like, you expose yourself to more sacks if, in fact, you have a tendency to hold the ball longer. And mobile quarterbacks, guys that, that you know, whether you're Josh Allen or you're Jalen Hurts or you're Justin Fields, 
guys that hold the ball or that scramble and can move and are mobile, they're always going to have a slower release time because they're consistently making plays. And they do hold the ball longer because they have the luxury of being able to evade the rush in manner in ways that other guys can't. So that's just the, like, I guarantee you, if you look at some of the other mobile quarterbacks in the league, their get off time is going to be higher than other guys because they have the capacity to escape the, the rush. So, Dan on the South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dan? This is Stan. Stan. Stan, Stan. what's up? Stan the man. You got. Hey, you guys already know who I am. Uh, how you guys doing today? We're good. How are you? It's good to hear from you guys. Victory right. Monday, uh, Stan. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go Bears. Okay, I just wanted to uh, make a couple quick points. Uh, number one is uh, we all are Bears fans, so we want to see the best thing for the Bears, not just for a particular player. So that's why we all need to come together on that, especially the diehard Fields fans. I love Fields, too, but I love the Bears more. Okay, now, also, they, and I hear some people saying that Fields would have won that game just like Baker won that game. Yeah, Fields probably would have won that game, but he had won that game 30-12. to 12. Okay, I don't think so. And this is the reason why I don't think so. I saw something in the kid that sparked the whole team. It sparked the defense. It sparked the offensive line. It sparked everything. And I think he has a certain amount of confidence and moxie that rubs off on everybody. Now, saying that, Fields could learn from that. Because watching Fields, Fields, you can tell Fields speeds the game up. Fields has not learned to slow the game down in his head yet with poise, take his time, go through his progressions. He could learn that from the young man because the young man has that naturally. Now, if Fields just takes his time, let that thumb rest. Watch the kid for a few weeks. See what he can learn from the kid. Then I think that will make Fields a better quarterback. But give Bajan his credit. Don't take the credit away from Bajan. Okay? So I definitely agree with you, uh, Sylvie, on that. And let's go Bears. That's all I have to Stan, say. Stan, it's a great Stan. point. Yeah. It really is. I, I, a, you give Bajan credit the same way you're giving the offensive line credit for for the running game you're giving credit to Evans and you're giving credit to Foreman you're giving credit to the defense it was excellent again but you can't eliminate the credit that is rightfully going to go to your quarterback and i think Stan is right too look sometimes when you watch you see things and things become more clearly for you and then you can apply what you've learned by sitting and watching so maybe this has been or can be Something like Stan said that Justin can grow from sitting and watching how Bajent is doing things. Doesn't mean that Bajent's a better quarterback. They're different. And if you're a, I think you would want to use, you know, positive things from every, the best players are ones that pick from here and pick from there and pick from there and put it all together in their basket and use all of those resources. So that you're you're accessing a number of different talents. Yes. I want, I want to see, like I said this before about Fields, after the Denver game. I was, I was most excited about that because everyone was down in the dumps. I'm like, I can't wait for this Commanders game. Because I want to see if the offense was real. And then sure enough, they scored a bunch of points again in the Washington game. And they put two in a row together. And then they had the stinker. And then I was down. And then I was down more because he got hurt. Um, and I want to see him come back and continue to play because I want to see if he can take the next step and if he can continue to score points. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch too. A, he got hurt, but he also he got hurt doing something that has caused him yes. issues in the past. Right, and it, like, it was like he went through the first three quarters of the Broncos game were fabulous. The first half of the Washington Commanders game was fantastic as well. And you're looking for growth. He got himself in trouble against the Vikings, kind of reverting back to some of the old bad habits, hanging on to the football, ejecting the pocket too soon, and ultimately... It, Not it, identifying the blitz when he's yes, supposed to. It cost him the injury, f- for sure, as well. So, here's hoping, like, look, you sometimes you learn most by sitting and watching. And unfortunately, he's not able to play, but that doesn't mean you stop learning. Yep. Uh, Ted in Wicker Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ted? T. Waddle, M. Sylvie. Good to, okay. good to uh, hear from you guys. First time listener, second time caller. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Very good. That's a good well, combo. You. Yeah, that's good. I like that they, uh, Thayer called you T. Waddle, so I'm going to go with that. I like that. 
Um, first off, I got a quick question. Is Are you guys hearing this rumor field is out on Sunday? Well, he's doubtful. He's doubtful. Yeah, he's so, I mean, I don't know if it's much of a rumor. I think the most of the uh, reports nationally were that he's going. He's shooting for the New Orleans game, which is a week from Sunday. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be in the building on Sunday uh, in L.A. and I just can't do the French baguette. My friend Tucker is a, he's he's obsessed with them. I think you've got to go after the higher ceiling. The Bears aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Why? What? Field definitely has the higher ceiling. Why would you want all these callers? Why would you want baguette? to play when Fields has a higher ceiling and you're not going to make the playoffs. What do you guys think on that? I don't think many many callers have called saying that Baguette is the answer at quarterback. Yeah. I think most callers are just were happy of the way he played for a kid who was not drafted. I like what I saw. So, I want to see And a more. rookie playing his first start. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you don't right. know what? Of course we're going to see. I That's the fun of it. Yeah, but don't you want you want don't isn't the whole point T Waddle, you said this the whole year, the whole point of this season is to see if Fields is the guy. Absolutely, but Ted, if if he's not able to play because of the thumb, are you telling me that then I want to see their backup quarterback struggle for what reason? I want to see them I I, I would like yeah, to see him. Right. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I'm not um, saying play him in, in in place of Justin, but if Justin can't go physically because his thumb is bad. Then I want to see the. I'm interested to see how the kid responds in game two of his professional career. There's always next year to see that, in my opinion. Well, why, no, I, I mean, if you see that next year, that means that you're in trouble again because your backup is being forced into playing again. I want to see it now while your first string quarterback is actually sidelined with an injury. All right, agree to disagree. I want Fields. I want Fields in LA on Sunday. But he's not available, Ted. Why would you want him to play her? Doubtful. He's doubtful, guys. He's doubtful. Have you ever tried? Yeah, I'm going to come over to your place in Wicker Park in a minute. Not, not in. Well, this sounds awful. But you dislocate your thumb, okay? And then we're going to go outside and we're going to throw the football around you and I, and we're going to see whether or not you can actually successfully Hit his throw thumb a football with a hammer. Hit his thumb with, with a, a dislocated hammer, thumb. You want him to come back and play like that? I don't like know why Minshew. you would want that. Like Minshew. What did Minshew do? Remember, did you hear that story? And part of my take, he uh, he hit his thumb with a hammer, broke it. But oh, he wow. didn't play the following week, did he? No. Okay. No, All right, Ted. All right, wait. I got a quick. Uh, let me give you a quick scenario. Another I, one. Hypothetical draft. All right. So say I'm a I'm a firm believer. At the end of the day, quarterbacks come, coming out of college are pretty much crapshoot. Um, none of them really. Maybe Kelly K. Williams are standouts, but none of them really are standouts anymore. I after watching that Ohio State game on Saturday. I think, I think you've got to take Marvin Harrison Jr. with your first pick. Now I'm saying, say, here's the scenario: the Bears have a first round. They have the number one overall pick, and then they have somewhere between the six and the ten pick. Do you think you trade back that first pick to whoever is going to take this hyped up Caleb Williams and get a King's Ransom for him? Take Marvin Harrison Jr. somewhere like in that you know two three range. And then take the next quarterback off the board whenever it gets to you. No, or I think do you if, think you take I think, Caleb Williams number one. I think if they have Dad, the thanks. number one pick, whether or not it's theirs or it's the Carolina pick, they're taking a quarterback. If in fact they're going to take a quarterback, they're not going to move back and draft a quarterback later. If you're going to draft quarterback, you want you you want the the pick of the litter, so to speak. You want to be able to choose all of them. So I I believe if that's the route you're going, you're not going to trade back. It, by the way, it, everyone needs in the Twitch chat to be nice to me. Why? If they're not nice to me, I'm going to bring Ted back. Okay? And when they get out of hand, I'm going to threaten them with Ted. With Ted? With a more, hammer? With, with more, Ted, more Ted calls. Oh, okay. I'm going to just keep putting Ted back on. I'm going to keep him on hold, and I'm just going to say, let's go back to Ted and for more Ted questions. More scenarios from Ted. I want I want Justin Fields to play with, with a, a bad, bad thumb. thumb. No, you don't. Why would you want that? It doesn't so, serve any purpose for your team or for your favorite quarterback. Also, I, I, want, I want all of you, you be nice. No more bad comments in there. If you're not nice, 
Ted's coming back. You're barking up the wrong tree. Did yeah. I mishear him when he uh, when he took the call? Did he say first time listener, second time yeah. caller? He was a funny guy. Yeah, funny no, guy. he came with jokes. He yeah. did. He did come with jokes, including wanting his favorite quarterback to play with a splint yeah, on his he, thumb. He had a whole he had yeah. a whole act that he yeah. was. He tried. I don't know he, if it was an act. It may not have been an act. Uh, some people had a theory that he was high. That he maybe just came home from work. I that he works know. in a bank. And he probably came home, loosened up his tie, and got high. Whatever floats your boat. No? I don't know. I'm just not playing a quarterback whose thumb's not healed <laughs> on my throwing hand. Tyler in Lincoln Park. What do you, 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 <laughs> can, you, I, can you do better than that, Tyler? Yeah, well, I was, I was actually going to say, Ted sounds like the guy that's got six fantasy teams, and uh, Justin Fields is starting on all of them. <laughs> uh I'm calling. Uh, I'm actually a Packers fan. I watched the Bears game yesterday, followed by the Packers game, and um, you had already done a good job of laying out the stats for Bajan. Uh And if you look, they are eerily similar to the mediocre stats put up by Jordan Love, with the exception of Jordan Love had uh, maybe two more wide receivers. Bajan had eight. He had ten. Uh, and Jordan Love also threw an interception at the end of the game. Um, not not comparing the two quarterbacks one I one just saying that you guys are closer to the demise of the Packers than you think you are, and you got to be careful or else they could uh, actually take a draft pick from you earlier in the draft than you want them to. Um, but uh, so I think just going back to what you had said, the Packers being in a in a slump right now and fans being in a slump, the absolute worst part of being a fan right now is just watching the final fourth quarter drive, two minutes left, and just knowing that we have absolutely no chance at winning it. Um, it's not the same as it was when we got to watch it for the last 20 years with Favre and Rodgers, and it really sucks a lot of the fun out of the room. So, Are you lost? Know- First of all, Tyler, are you lost? Are you looking for, like, Tausch or Wildy or someone or Brust? I'll take anyone. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna say like I don't want to join the same conversation that you guys are having with your quarterback. Like you just turned this into, into Packer post game. <laughs> I, I just all I'm saying is like we we aren't in a good mood right now. We aren't in a good spot, and uh, I'm starting to feel what it's like. And let and, me ask you this, Tyler: Were you one of those guys? who was torching Rodgers and wanted him out of town. Because if you were, then I've got no time for you. Because I feel like half the Packer fans were saying, oh, I hate Rodgers, he's a diva, I want him out of town, and you couldn't wait for it. And I warned all those spoiled Packer fans that you're going to get what you you deserve, and that is life like the rest of us live. No, I I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in the camp of... If it if it is, let it let it be what it is. Like if he's out, great, we'll move on. If he's in, great, I'll be his you know I'll be his number one fan. And um, I think it, it was time. I I didn't want to see it happen because I knew what was coming. And I'm a, I'm 35. I mean the only I've only known two quarterbacks in my life, so I wasn't anxious for him to get out. Of course I wasn't ready for this, but um, I just have to accept it for what it is. I was begging for them to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Begging them. Thankfully, they obliged. And they decided to move on from him. Yeah, I, I just I, I just laughed that there were a lot of Packer fans who just didn't like losing in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> now they're Welcome to a new world. Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on yes. before that. Yes. That goes on way before that. Rashad on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rashad? What's going on, fellas? Happy Bears Monday, man. Happy Bears Monday. Look, I got two quick observations. I know y'all touched on one of them. I'll start with the first one I know y'all talked about, and that was primarily towards Luke Getze. My observation was really geared towards what would his approach be with Tyson Bajan based on his profile of skill set when coming up with a game plan? Because I look at one of the question marks I had with Getsy and, and even with Justin Fields, insinuating his his strengths. You know, Tom, you, you're a real stickler on trying to take advantage on what a guy does or he excels at. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though they kept the game plan simple, you know, when you saw him being utilized as a weapon, 
you saw him comfortable because they called the plays that that were more suited towards his abilities, the rollouts, the quick short shots, none over ten yards to make him complex. Is Getsy is he at fault for not having the same philosophy week to week with Justin Fields? Because coming off a year when you're number one in the run last year. It's very hard for me to look at that game plan and not feel like I got a head scratcher of an offensive coordinator that can't come up with a similar type of style game plan with a way more talented QB, guys. Am I off base with that? You know, this is this this is the the big conversation about how much impact the offensive coordinator's game plan actually has on the overall performance of the quarterback. And of course, there is an enormous impact to it. I just find it interesting that everyone's quiet about Getsy when Justin plays well and everyone is excited about wanting to run Getsy out of town when Justin doesn't play well. And as I've always said, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Has has Luke Getsy called a perfect game plan based on Justin's skill set every single game? Probably not. Has Justin exacerbated some of the issues by his mistakes that he has made? Regardless of what the play call is? Yeah. So the truth is, is that there have been times when Justin hasn't been an efficient quarterback, and there have been times when Luke Getze probably hasn't played him enough to his skill set. The problem is, is ultimately, as I've said a thousand times, if in fact you become a team that cuts the field in half and you spend too much time rolling to one side of the field, Ultimately, you can't beat the better teams doing that consistently because you become way too predictable and way too easy to defend, even if you have an electric athlete. So at some point, you have to be able to do a lot of that stuff that your quarterback's confident in, but you also then have to go back to being able to perform from the pocket. What did we see Justin do well against Denver and the commanders? The majority of the plays that were made that everyone got excited about were from the pocket, right? So, yes. so if you eliminate those plays and you only have him on the roll, those plays don't happen. Right. The reality is, is you got to do both. Right. He played well from the pocket. Though. Yes. And then when he plays poorly, it's why is he only playing from the pocket? That's my point. Yes. Like You can't have it both ways. They were electric against Washington from the pocket. The majority of the first half of all of their success came from the pocket. And the runs, though, aren't there anymore because of the way that defenses are playing against them. Look, all you got to do is look at the film. If you're doing these run options, these read option plays, there's an entirely different approach from defenses collectively than there has been in the past. Nobody is crashing down any longer. The defensive ends are staying at home and coming upfield or the guy at the end of the line of scrimmage, which means Justin is consistently making the right decision by leaving the ball in the belly of the running back. And for the most part, it's been beneficial. They've run the ball well, whether it's Tyson Bajant under center or it's Justin Fields under center. This is a good running football team. They were top seven before this past week's game, averaging like 136 yards per game. That number goes up this year or this week because they ran for 173. They're a good running football team. Whether it's Justin or it's not. And Justin has not contributed to the, to the rushing totals in the manner in which he did last year. Not even close. So the majority of the work is being done by Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman and, and, and Evans and Roshan Johnson. Like the, the running Will game is still miss, there. Uh, Monty? He may, but like, again, right now this team is averaging 4.8 yards per rush. Khalil Herbert is averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Deontay Foreman is averaging 4.7 yards per carry. Johnson is averaging 4.9 yards per carry. Like, their three top running backs are all averaging over 4.5 yards per carry. Justin himself, with 47 carries, is averaging 5 yards per carry. But he's not the bulk of the the rushing total anymore. They run the ball really well. And whether it's Justin under center or it's Tyson Bajit. They need to stay focused on running the football. It helps both quarterbacks, even though both quarterbacks do things differently. Yep. Good stuff right there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You were uh, in the middle of the conversation. Schwarber's first at bat. Four pitches, not even close to the they zone. Didn't want any piece no, of they want no part of Schwarber. Yeah. Four pitches and a walk. Um, so no score. Uh, Especially first at inning. home. Yeah. You'd be better off just walking him intentionally to lead off the game. That's basically what they did. 
Uh, all right, more of your phone calls coming up. The good, the bad, the dirty. A recap of the sports weekend, uh, Bears or otherwise. We'll get to it all as we are guest-free the rest of the way. Want to hear from you, Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. The good. It's gone! Oh my god! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I thought my mask. Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. That's right. The good, the bad, the dirty, our recap of the sports weekend or anything else we experienced. I may have a story that I may have read on Instagram. That I may ask someone on our panel to explain. Really? For my dirty. Um, it's uh, it's brought to you by Finishing Chicago. We'll go around the room. Jake's in for Meller. So he'll participate with Waddle Me along with Tyler. One thing good, one thing bad, and one thing that we perceive as dirty. Waddle, why don't you kick us off with your good? My good is something that may have turned bad today. But my good was Michigan this Saturday at Michigan State in East Lansing. Put it on, Pat Boyle's Spartans. 49-0 was the final score. Okay, give me your cheap shot jokes over here. It's because they did some pre-scouting in Michigan State. Fine, whatever. I watched a ton of college football this weekend. Played golf with my brother, then came home and sat my fat ass down on the couch and watched football until my eyes couldn't stay open any longer. Best quarterback I saw play was a kid from Michigan, local kid, J.J. McCarthy. You want a package deal? I'm, I'm not making any long-term, you know, pronouncements here. I'm just telling you, the best quarterback play I saw this week. By the way, Drake May, he was playing Virginia. Wasn't he playing Virginia? Virginia's 1-5. Yeah. 1-5. That was the second biggest uh, upset in ACC history. 24-point favorites, Drake May. I'm saying he's not a great quarterback. Caleb Williams. I thought the Utah defense gave him fits. The kid that I thought played the best, and I get the competition. Penix had a bad game too, right? Yes, through two picks and no was, touchdowns. Doug was right on that game. Yeah. Didn't Doug give us Talked the, about Ari- the injury Ari- he may have had? Well, Doug told us Arizona State in the points. Yeah. That was one of his top plays, wasn't it? I think so. But J.J. McCarthy, 287 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. I get it. It's against Sparty. They're struggling right now. But that young man has played some good football this year, and I, I think, Tyler, didn't you say... That he's the front runner now. He's for not the, the front runner. Yeah, he leaped past uh, Michael Penix. I, I got to be honest with you, I hadn't watched him closely a ton. You like him? I do. Wow. I, I liked okay. what he. I liked what he did. I liked what he did. Again, I get it. It's Sparty, but he's been good for quite some time now. I think he played really well in the bowl game last year as well. Uh, well in you the know, playoffs. we're gonna effort Mike Tirico this week. You know, he's doing the Bears game on Sunday Night Football. He lives, I believe, in Ann Arbor. Yeah. So he'll be really good not only talking about Jim Harbaugh. And it sounds like Jim may be in trouble. And in, in leaving? Well, I don't, I mean, when you get in trouble, why wouldn't you just eject and come to the NFL right. if they'll right. take you? Go, go pro. Yeah. Uh, that, and there may be, he may have quite a few suitors, too. Maybe, maybe Washington may be in that mix, too. All I know, for all the haters out there, He's won wherever he's gone. Yes, I know. I'm not telling you he's, he's the greatest coach builder. in the history yeah. of the world. He won at San Diego. He won at Stanford. He won at San Francisco. He's won at Michigan. He's developed quarterbacks, too. You know, I know it took him a little bit in Michigan, but what didn't you like about the way he got Alex Smith better and, and, and what they did with Kaepernick in San Francisco? That was under him. J.J. McCarthy's playing some really good football right now for him, too. My uh, good is Kyle Schwarber. We talked about him a little bit. Um, a couple of stats over the weekend. He became the number one home run hitter in NLCS history. We already know he's number one uh, for a lefty slugger in playoff history. Carmen also tweeted this out over the weekend. Kyle Schwarber becomes just the fifth player in postseason history to hit 20 or more home runs. He joins Manny with 29, Altuve with 26, Bernie Williams with 22, and he tied Jeter with 20. He's gone yard every 10.3 at bats in his playoff career. That's crazy, amazing. That was that was uh, 
Carmen's tweet from over the weekend. Has has Cap ever just apologized for calling him a beer league softball player? I don't know. Has he just said, look, I I, I take the L on this one? I apologize? Not sure. He's Cap, a, if you're listening, have you ever taken the L on this one? So, my good... Are you willing to take the L on this one? My my good is Cal Schwarber. He's I great. I co that as well. Tyler, what's your watch? My good from the weekend. It's been an up and down year for him, but Lamar Jackson was fantastic yes, against was. the Detroit Lions. He put that game away in the first half. The first half he threw for over 250 yards and accounted for three touchdowns. He was lights out. They dominated the Lions. And even though they were the favorite in that game, still probably the most shocking result because of the manner in which it happened against the Detroit Lions. That was a boat race. race. Good old-fashioned boat race. I could not believe the score. When I looked up uh, in the Bears' uh, home radio booth, and I looked up on that scoreboard, I'm like, is that is that a wrong is score? A typo? Yeah, is that a typo? By the way, Tommy Pham just went deep. Arizona's beating Philly in the second inning, one nothing. Uh, what do you got uh, for us here, Jake? All right, it was an up-and-down weekend for me. And Adelise Garcia for the Texas Rangers saved it last night. Uh, they were on the brink of elimination down 3-2 to the Astros. They went to Houston and Minute Maid Park. He was 0-4 for 4 with four strikeouts last night. It was a close game heading into the ninth. And then bases loaded, launches a grand slam and opens the floodgates. He saves and helps save the Rangers season. They're on to a game seven today. And he was getting booed all game long because of what happened between between him and Abreu and game five after he got hit with the pitch. And he finally fought through that. Four strikeouts, fit time up, boom, grand slam. Saved my weekend. Have you seen, uh, first of all, no home team has won a game in this series. Dusty Baker is 0-3 in game sevens in his career. Ooh. Another home run? Aaron Nola is getting touched. Was that a uh, was that a, another solo shot? Yeah, it's another dinger. Two nothing, Diamondbacks. I hit dingers. Kent so, Murphy's playing ball in Philly right now. So uh, who knows? I I made a play on the Rangers tonight. By the way, did Bo- you? Bochy's uh, five and zero in Game Sevens. Yeah. Have you guys seen though Max Scherzer? He's not been good, he right? Is, no. And. He's only pitched, I think, like one game in the last month, too. He's, but he has not been good in the last month and a half. That's the one thing that would scare me about the Rangers yes. tonight. And Bruce, Bruce Bochy's giant hat. That scares me, too. That That's for winners. That's a game seven winner. God. What do you got, uh, Waddle? What's your bad? Uh, my bad was uh, Packers and Jordan Love uh, coming off a bye. Packers were coming off a bye, and that offense pooped their shorts in Denver against that Broncos defense. I think, weren't they being shut out at the half? If I'm not mistaken, let me check that. It was shut out. They should have already known that. Yeah, 9 nothing at the half. It was not okay. And by the way, I'm not sure if you saw the final gasp from Jordan Love and the Packers. He tries to throw a deep ball that should have been thrown 10 yards deeper and to the right. 10 yards deeper and to the right. It was picked off. Because it was underthrown and it was inaccurate. And he and they were on the cusp of being in field goal range if they weren't already down one. It was the most hideous decision, followed by the most hideous of throws, and they ended up getting beat. Don't forget his his touchdown pass was nothing to write home about. It was deflected. Well, one of them, yeah. It was def- it, it went went into out of the hands of a pat one packer receiver and into the hands of another. He has thrown seven interceptions in the last four weeks. So not only has the Packer offense been neutered, he has not been good. He Dirk, has done the neutering. Durkin pointed out to us in our text chain yesterday that he's always been scared off by guys in their last year of college who throw for a lot of interceptions, yeah. and he had 17 interceptions in his last year of college. Where did he play, Nevada? Did, did he Utah go State. Utah State, so not a powerhouse as well. So Yeah. yeah. Um, my bad is Michigan State. Michigan, I'm not talking about on the football field against Michigan. It's it's what they did on the scoreboard before the game with the Hitler um, question, the trivia question. If you were on social media, you saw this. If you weren't, 
um, and you're just hearing this for the first time. Before the game, they were doing a Jumbotron trivia, and someone approved whether they outsourced this or not. And this, they apologized, saying that they outsourced their trivia through another company. Who in their right mind approved this or how they don't proof it? I, I have no clue. Um, they had a trivia question about Hitler, and they had a big picture of Hitler on their Jumbotron. First of all, there is never, ever, ever a good time to put Hitler on your Jumbotron. I wouldn't think so. But let's get that straight. There is never a good time for Hitler on your Jumbotron. Um, and, and with the world events going on today and what happened in the Detroit area this weekend in Michigan, it is just pure shame on what Michigan State did. And uh, I don't know if an apology is strong, is, enough? Is strong enough. No. And, and just saying that they outsource it is good enough. That is is absolutely terrible. What happened uh, to Michigan and, and this school? What what went on uh, this year with Mel Tucker and and what has happened in their history in the last five years? Shame on Michigan State. Tyler, my bad from the weekend. I know they won the game. But Desmond Ritter was awful. He he loses three fumbles, two of which came at the goal line. They should have beaten Tampa by twenty. One of the fumbles was the the classic like worst rule in football fumbles. But when you see how that play transpires, that's one of those ones where I agree with the rule. It gets punched out right at the goal line. And it deflects off the pylon and out. And I think that's one where the defense should get the ball and should be going other the way, the other way. He, he is holding them back like no other right, right. now. They're Maybe, not a bad team except for the quarterback. He may be holding them back more than Zach Wilson is holding back the Jets right now. Jake, what do you got? All right, my bad. I'm also going to go with another quarterback from the weekend. It's Deshaun Watson. He was, I know he had an injury, or he was questionable for injury heading into week seven. And then he comes out, he had, I think, five yards. He was in the game for not even the, just like a couple minutes. Uh, five yards, one interception. And then, dude, it, like, it's just that trade. I think he had like six, uh, six attempts. What did he have? Six or seven attempts? And below 10. And that trade just looks horrible. And they pulled day him. Day and day on out. He, he got out of concussion protocol and they pulled him. Uh, he was garbage. I mean, everything. I mean, the Browns still went on to win that that game against the Colts, but still, it was a shootout, and uh, Deshaun Watson looked bad again. What an oddly awesome game that was, too. It was weird. Very high scoring. I tell you, the Colts play hard. Yeah, they do. They play hard. What do you got uh, for your? On dirty? my dirty was the uh, the uh, the interview with Jonathan Allen, the Commanders' defensive tackle. Do we have that? After the game, he's a little editing. Okay. Oh, he, uh, he dropped like nine f bombs. They asked him, you know, are you getting tired of this because they continually are losing and it, they've had disappointing run after disappointing for the run. Commanders, yeah, for the Commanders, and he uh, he went through a series of uh, dirty words. He was Mister Dirty Word. It was crazy. Uh, uh, Ryan Clark had a good uh, <laughs> good discussion on that, uh, knowing that he was going to go off. This is what I was alluding to. So I go, uh, I was uh, scrolling Instagram, and I came across a post from one Cara Waddle. She posted a text exchange from you and your daughter. Yeah. And and underneath on the posting, it says, Tom and his brother in Chicago texting Emerson, who is in college in California. Yeah. So you're in Chicago. I am. You want to order a pizza. We ordered from uh, Lou Malnati's. Your daughter attends. Large pizza, cheese, onion. Or no, it was onion and pepperoni, and we wanted a giant batch of the boneless wings, too. Okay, so you're in Chicago. You're in, in Lake Forest. You want a pizza delivered to you guys in Lake Forest. Yeah. You want to order from Lou Malnati's in the Lake Forest Absolutely. area. It's Yes, it's just around. It's probably two miles away. She's at a party in California. Well, it was actually a darty at that point. It was a day party because they're two hours behind us. Oh, so that's not a misprint. No. Major. And, and you want her to order you yeah. the pizzas. My daughter always orders food from me from different locations. Because she spends so much money, she gets free delivery from uh, Uber Eats or whatever it is, DoorDash. So you originally, I guess, called her, right? 
And then she says, I can't hear you. I'm at a darty. Is everything okay? I don't and, recall that point. And then, and then you texted back, yes, we want to order from Lou Malnati's large pizza with onions and pepperoni. It was so good. And an order of 12 boneless hot wings. Yeah, those were so good, too. And make sure you include the tip in the order. Thank you. Yes. Exclamation point, exclamation point. What does it matter where you're at? Whether you're down the street or you're in a, 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 all the way across the country. That's the beauty of... What Technology. about well, how about you call Lou Malnati's and place the order? Why would I want to do that when my daughter can do it and I get a free delivery? I've been in the car with him once where that, well, I did what did I do? Yeah. I had my daughter order sandwiches for yeah. you and I. Yeah, and they were fantastic and <laughs> I, I appreciate the effort. Yeah. But he called two or three daughters plus his wife to try because no yeah. one was picking up the phones. And and he was call he was oh, casting lines left and right. Up the phones. Like it's a call center. Yes. <laughs> were we successful, the call Tyler? Closed. We were. Really they were successful. delicious. We were. Yeah. My, and I called my daughter Leah. Leah delivered. She's like, okay, what 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 do you want? We gave him the order. And when we got back, because we were coming from downtown, we were stopping at my house to let the dog out. Then we were going up to House Hall to do the show. And we got there, the delicious sandwiches were sandwiches right there. Sandwiches were on the doorstep. Boom! Why do you think I had I like these the kids? Tom Waddle method. Why do you think we had these kids? To order pizza. To make life, life simpler on us. Oh, boy. That's awesome. It's not like he's making her pay for the No, pizzas. Yeah, she's getting like, to my credit card. Yeah. Free delivery. <laughs> I don't know how to order food from, from my phone. How would I do that? No you don't clue. need to. I don't That's have why you've to. got kids. I, I, have lo- I, I loved it. I, loved I have it. assistance. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. And my wife was in Miami with my other daughter. I love at the that time. she posted it. I love it. Airing out uh, what I do. Yeah, you and your brother all up in my business. This has been like a spring break for you and Three your brother. Straight weekends. <laughs> I went to, to Cincinnati. Saw him two, three weeks ago. Last week, he and his wife Caroline came up, and then the weather was bad. He's like, "I want to come back and play some golf." I said, "We'll just drive up." And we played golf, hung out. Spring break yeah. for the Waddle Brothers. <laughs> Got my daughter to order us some pizza and some hot wings. That's a dude's rock weekend the right way, there. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, he went to bed at 8 o'clock and I went to bed at 9. Well, we yeah, were so guys, worn out from golf and the wind that, yeah. and the booze. Yeah. He went to bed at 8 o'clock. 8 yeah. o'clock on Saturday night after a full belly of pizza and hot wings. Wrap us up, boys. What do you guys got? My dirty is some of the officiating from over the weekend in the NFL, including the end of the Steelers-Rams game where Kenny Pickett is clearly short yeah. of on that fourth down, and they didn't have any challenges, and there was no way to review it at the spot of the ball either. He was clearly short on fourth down, should have been the Rams ball going the other way. Instead, they could kneel the ball out and secure the win. All right, my dirty is Arthur Smith and what he did to Bijan Robinson fantasy owners and betters. Bijan Robinson had one attempt for three yards, and he was just non-existent. And it came out later on that uh, he had a headache or he was sick, not feeling well the, the night before. Nobody knew this. The whole game, he's just on the sideline. So all, all those poor betters put free money sent to Vegas. And then uh, fancy owners, sorry if you started him. All right, there you go. The good, the bad, the dirty. Hey, can I get some pizza? Well, I don't want some pizza. Call your daughter. Uh, all your Bears phone calls uh, coming up, 312-332-3776. We're uninterrupted uh, on the Bajan Show. We'll play you some of the highlights from his day coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Bajan stepping up against the pressure, avoiding Crosby, rolling to his right, a pump, and he runs 20, 15, steps out of bounds, unharmed. And Tyson Bajan urging the crowd to bring it on. I love this kid's confidence. High snap on third and five. Bajan looking, now throwing open over the middle. Tyler Scott up in the air, makes the grab of the 39-yard line. First down, Bears. Snap, play fake. Bajan rolling to his right, open man. It is Mercedes Lewis inside the five-yard line, the big guy. Rumbling towards 
the end zone, almost got there. Back to throw, Bajan under pressure. Here comes Crosby chasing him, Bajan running, and he runs for the first down. Gets across the 40-yard line, and boy, he had to feel the pursuit of Mac Crosby. Third down and five, 45-yard line, Bajan coming to the near side, throws caught, DJ Moore up the sideline. Into Raider territory, down near the 42-yard line. Picks up 13, snap back, Bajan. Time, gonna zip it right, caught. Dave Foreman inside the two, breaks a tackle, and plows in to the paint. Touchdown, touchdown Bears. His third touchdown, and the Bears up 17 on the visiting Raiders. Yeah, there's Joniak and Thayer yesterday on the lakefront. Bears win. And uh, Tyson Bajan, the story. The undrafted kid out of Shepard, a Division II school. And uh, he he showed us in the preseason that uh, he belonged and uh, felt so good the Bears did that they let go of P.J. Walker, a guy that they liked and that they signed to be their backup. And uh, they basically liked him as a backup right from the start. And they made him their three in the first few games. And then, what, around game three or four, they, they made Peterman the three. And then they made him the two. And then now uh, he started his first game, and uh, he looked the part, at least as a a competent player. And again, as a debut player, really, really good. I'd like to quickly toss a bouquet into the defensive meeting room as well. They gave up 235 yards and 12 points. One was... Garbage. Some of the six of those were garbage touchdown. They were good again on third down. They gave up just two of nine third down conversions. This is a week after holding the Vikings two of 13. They took the ball away three times. So in the last three weeks, collectively, the defense is giving up an average of 280 yards and 15 points per game, and they've taken the ball away six times. So defensively, bravo, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Build on what you've done the last three weeks. Help your young quarterback and that offense out as much as you can. They're still going to need more pass rush. Of course. I still need to see the pass rush. But the defense has been better. Jalen Johnson with a pick six. Jalen Johnson with another interception uh, later in the game. He only had one interception in his Bears career. That's right. He now is three. And the trade deadline is a week from tomorrow. So what are they going to do? He is an unsigned player. Like, Yurko got defensive. I don't know what you do with him. Like, I don't know what he wants. He made a money sign after he ran it back for the pick six. He wants to be paid. His quote was after the game, I've been wanting to get to the table with the Bears. I know who I am. I know I can play this game at a high level. I feel like I deserve to be paid like that. My guess is is that they wanted to see him this year before they got serious in a contract extension discussion. How many games did he miss last year? Remember also when he when when this group came in, there was a little bit of a a, you know, thrown into the doghouse. He he found himself out of himself out of favor early, right? But then came back and ultimately was back on on good terms with this. Yeah, right. Coaching staff. They, they like again. He won. And Eberflus joined us at two ten. If you missed the interview, uh, you can uh, get, grab it on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you grab the Waddle and Sylvie podcast. He he did not want to get into the contract discussion with him. He deferred to polls. And I even said, would you recommend to Ryan that you want him to be a part of the long-term future? And again, he said, all I'm going to say is I really like Jalen Johnson a lot. He played 11 games last year, so staying healthy has been an issue for him. He's played five of the seven this year. I like him. I do believe I saw as well that he is the highest rated or highest graded cornerback so far this year. From Pro Football Focus, take that for what you want. In the league? I, I believe so. Did I see that right? Uh, Tyler, can you check that for me when you get a chance? But I do believe that I saw him as Pro Football Focus's highest graded cornerback through this point in the season. Would you be would you be willing to franchise him? I don't even know what the number is. What's uh, the, well, I mean, they, can you use corners, corners are being paid at a high level yeah, aren't they i don't i mean i'm trying to think but, about where i mean if in fact you would use it with anybody else i'm not sure you would no no, um, no. well who who would you call who you would you could. franchise in this team that's why i'm going through them i have not thought about franchising a him cornerback so that's why I'm going through. is 18.1 million right yeah now. it's a lot of it's money lot of money but again like what does he want so so you have three options you have do you want to pay him as a he's a very young player so he's got a lot, but like when I asked, hey, 
Do you want to pay him? Like, Yurko scoffed at that. I know Yurko's not a his biggest fan. But you need more good players, not less, like yeah, I've always I, said. No, I'm with you. I so, like him as a player. I get it. His interception total was one prior to yesterday's game. That's not great, obviously. He's been in the league. This is his fourth year. So. And you've got a ton of money. So do you want to give him a long-term deal? Do you want to franchise him? Or do you want to trade him here at, at the deadline and get another draft pick and then maybe go to the table with him in the offseason if that team doesn't sign him? But I would think any team that is going to give up draft capital is going to want to, is, is going to, want to agree to a deal with Look, him. Look, I would like to see him on, on, on my football team, not on somebody else's football team. Am I going to make him the highest paid Who's, corner in the National Football League? No, I'm not. I'm trying to think like who a good comp would be for him. It's a good question. I mean, Darius Slave for Phillies, you know, got significantly more, I would assume, takeaways than him. He's a good young football player. He's been in the league for four years. He's, he's only now, he's only got three career interceptions. But like you said, it's, it's a team that has been... Void of talent for quite some time. Yeah, then now you're looking to add another player that yeah. you've got to draft. I mean, uh, look, I don't want to have to try to replace him. But, I, I again, I get it. I'm not going to pay him as the highest-paid cornerback in the league. They need to save their cash or a good portion of their cash for somebody who can take quarterbacks down consistently. Yes, right. How many of those think guys about get how to- hard his job has been, him and the rest of the secondary, how hard their jobs have been over the last year plus. There's been no pass rush. Right, but how many of those guys get to the market? Not many. They get resigned. That's what I'm saying. Look, I, I would I would prefer him on my team than not on my team. However you get that done, get it done. Get the job done. Get the get sign get him signed. Do you see McGlinchey? Like McGlinchey is an offensive tackle who a lot of people wanted the Bears to sign. He's got the most false starts of any player in the NFL these days. I'm happy with my right tackle. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So a lot of times you you find those guys in the draft and you don't over a lot of these guys that you get on free agency are overpay guys. Most of the guys who are really, really good at what they do, they don't let them go. No, I know. You could get one of the two Washington guys via trade right now. Washington's looking to trade uh, two of their guys. Which guys are Chase, Chase Young. Chase Young's one of them. And who's the uh, other Iowa. defensive lineman? Who's their other guys good Montez to? Montez Sweat? Yeah, Sweat's available. I like Chase Young. I mean, I have to go back and look and see if his film's as impressive as, as how he played against us. He was the only guy on that defensive line that is very much talked about. I thought he was the only guy out there busting his ass, playing and play out. He again. He doesn't get to the quarterback to the ground a lot. He doesn't finish. Uh, So, reason why I wouldn't have traded for him last year. I wanted to see whether or not he was healthy, and I wanted to see whether or not he can increase his sack total.